When I was a young lad, I was called a lot of things. Queer, weirdo, freak, everything except for autistic. It wasn't until I was much older that that word came to define who I am. My stepfather would call me Josephina Barbertal on the count of me walking on the tips of my toes. The counselors and the teachers and the therapists said I had a nervous disposition on the count of me rocking back and forth and, and moving my arms about oddly. There's just something about that kid, they said, about the kid who refused to give eye contact. The kid who had large, giant, violent, curse-filled outbursts at almost every assembly or inside of the cafeteria, wherever there was a lot of people and a lot of noise. I remember the doctor saying, what is it that is, do you think is so wrong with you? And I said, I see people. I, I, I meant I see people for who they really are. I see beyond these things. And the doctor said, how long, Joey, have you had these delusions? Yada day 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 yada day 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 yada day 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 the kid's not right they call me Little Professor Render, a lot of it messy and say he's always stressing over absolutely nothing. It's a tragedy, he must be, cause his daddy fucking left. Not too hard not to play the shame and playing game, even though the gas lit me to thinking I was insane. Cause I do not got the same brain as his neurotypicals, that's why they hate me. Oh Lord, how can I find myself? Hi buddies, from Dandyland Studios, my name is Joey Helpish, and this is What the Helpish. And in case you haven't figured it out today, we're talking about autism, specifically my story of autism. It's a story of denial and acceptance and denial and acceptance and denial and acceptance again and probably some more denial. It's a story of betrayal. But mostly it's just a story about this obsessive little weirdo. It's a story about a little guy whose dad took off and he never felt accepted anywhere. He had this adopted family, but he was always othered, and he always felt like the weirdo. The story of a kid who, when he was taken from his home where he was born at like four years old, just obsessed about cows the whole way to the coast. And he had this cool uncle that gave him a rocking horse, and he would just obsessively rock on that horse back and forth, back and forth, constantly. That is what I remember the most about being a small child, is this horse. And I would just rock back and forth, rock back and forth, like my life fucking depended on it. 
And it was the earliest memory that I have of finding comfort in loops, in that back and forth, that consistency, that constant loop. Back and forth and 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 back and I don't want to play no games I just want to stay on the ride Where I can feel safe Leave me alone, want to be in the zone Rather be left alone in my own world Just let me dance in a neurological trance Back and forth and 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 back and forth begins to navigate the world as an autistic child, but he doesn't know that he's an autistic child. Nobody does. No one seems to to put the things together, but he is extremely isolated. He's extremely outcasted. He's always the odd one out. He begins to create his own world, and he begins to get good at things. He begins to record himself making little skits and making little, little podcasts and making little songs, but... But he never, he never did what he was told most of the time. Maybe he's just a little bit lazy. And he begun to act oddly. And he would have these violent outbursts when things didn't go his way. Maybe he's just a little bit crazy. His family and his school, they tried, and they, they got him involved with therapy and counselors, and they were just like, I don't know. Could be he's bipolar or has ADHD. And, and they seemed confused as to why I needed the help, because we were kind of buddies. And he don't seem to want to be inside our reality. From a very early age, these counselors that later became mentors and friends would kind of tell me like, hey, yeah, you're weird, but like, so are all the great people in the world. And that helped me get through some stuff, but at the same time, the depression and the isolation got really, really intense. And it became what I have termed chronically suicidal. And at the age of like, 13, I put a 300 Magnum inside of my mouth and I pulled the trigger, but my little autistic ass doesn't pay attention to detail and I left the safety off and my grandma pulled it. And then I was in and out of mental institutions for years um, and I was always trying to find a way and eventually when I became a teenager, I started finding people like me, the weirdos, the queers the outcasts, 
We formed our little band of freaks. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. I present to you the fabulous, fantastic Queerdos. Queerdo, Queerdo, why you such a Queerdo? Hey, I'm just trying to be myself. Queerdo, Queerdo, why you such a Queerdo? Hey, I'm just trying to be myself. Circus freaks, social rejects, and theater geeks. Cool cats who feel like such a burden, and not knowing that they're all near a diversion. It's a hot mess, but so entertaining. Marriage of the black sheep and the other duckling. Queerdo, queerdo, why you such a queerdo? Hey, I'm just trying to be myself. And so there I am, I found my people. Which was a relief, because until high school-ish, a little bit maybe in middle school, I just kind of thought I was the only deep, intelligent person my age ever. And not even my age. It was really hard for me to find people older than me that I could really resonate with. And those people that I found were the art teachers, were the the theater teachers and then eventually the theater kids um and they kind of saved my life and at this time i was also dealing with an extremely dysfunctional family and i was in therapy and and the therapist started to drop hints that i didn't get until decades later he would talk about the guy who was obsessed with gnats and and how my obsession with music was a lot like that um that guy had this thing called asperger's and he would say that word a lot but it, it, it sort of confused me and it just sort of contributed to this ongoing identity crisis my late teens going into my early 30s they think I'm a genius And they think I'm a freak I was just lost And they think I'm a cool one And they think I'm a geek And they think I'm a hero And they think I'm a villain And I still don't know who the fuck I am They think I'm a genius And they think I'm a freak And they think I'm a cool one And they think I'm a geek and they think I'm a hero And they think I'm a villain And I still don't know who the fuck I am Throughout most of my childhood I got these mixed signals from people As to who I am What is my identity Even down to what is my religion What is my ethnicity And then eventually what is My mental health and my neurotype and as I got older I started meeting and becoming friends with people who had what was at the time called Asperger's syndrome and I started to maybe accept that this was who I am and at the same time there was all these missed signals no that that's not it hey 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 it's an identity crisis and so I started compartmentalizing parts of who I am 
Creating different kinds of music and creating personas for that different kinds of music. They think I'm a genius, and they think I'm a freak, and they think I'm a cool one, and they think I'm a geek, and they think I'm a hero, and they think I'm a villain, and I still don't know who the fuck I am. On one hand, there was Lonesome, the soft-spoken, sensitive young man who sang songs about hope. And on the other hand was Uncle fucking Nancy, a rough and tough son of a bitch that didn't give a fuck about anything. This went on for years. And eventually, Uncle Nancy started kind of winning, and I just kind of became him, and I, I started touring, and I just lived music. That was my life. And then, and then everything crashed. Put another record on, maybe write another song. I don't know if I can go on. All I know is that I am so So my life sort of just halted and I wasn't able to do much. It was a combination of physical burnout. We can talk about my physical disabilities later. And then later I would learn what happened was something called autistic burnout. And I was just exhausted. And I started getting really into Doctor Who. And then one night, there was this YouTuber, this is early days of YouTube, called Aspergian Star. And I was watching some of his videos and I stumbled on one of his videos about Asperger's Syndrome. And I decided to watch it. And then it was my first real rabbit hole I went down on YouTube. Um, that was all new information. And long story short, the sun is coming up. I have been researching Asperger's and autism all night and just watching a whole bunch of videos of people talking about their late diagnosed um, experience. Now, I had been unofficially diagnosed when I was early, when, when I was younger. Um, but I rejected it and this was me accepting it. And it was this moment where the guy said, I knew that I had to look further into this and look into getting diagnosed when I read that one of the symptoms is heavy research. And I looked up and the sun was coming up and didn't realize that I was like, I had been researching all night and that I, I had been done doing that. And thankfully, I was seeing doctors a lot. Um, and so it wasn't super difficult 
um, to go through and get the screen because I was already like seeing doctors like once a week. And so then I got officially diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and then later with ASD. Hey, look, hey, look, it's you. Now all of the things that you've been through kind of make a lot of sense, I guess. Hey, look, hey, look, it's you. You're gonna have some work to do to make all of this make some sense, I guess. Ain't it funny, ain't it funny, ain't it funny, ain't it strange When everything changes, the whole world rearranges Into something brand new At the same time it was always there But now you learn to really care And accept yourself cause you know who the fuck you are Maybe Ugly Duckling was really on to something Cause I'm tired of frontin', pretending like I'm anything like these Neurotypicals, it's almost spiritual When you learn to accept yourself, uncompromisable Trying to relearn to be myself, I can be the self that I was Because everything is different, now that I know that I'm different Trying to relearn to be myself, I can be the self that I was Because everything is different, now that I know that I'm different And so the journey began, the journey that I am still on The journey of figuring out how to autism How to not just exist as an autistic person But to be unapologetically, authentically, deeply autistic and what that looks like for me what that looks like for other people and that is just a journey that is becoming a mission a mission to help others while helping myself to figure out how to be the best at autism i'm supposed to autism in these conditions it's hot as fuck in these Disney streets And they don't listen to a goddamn thing I'm supposed to autism in these conditions It's hot as fuck in these Disney streets And they don't listen to a goddamn thing And so there it is, buddies Kind of like a pilot episode I don't know, maybe like a prologue to How to Autism I, I did a series on TikTok called How to Autism And I think I want to make it a thing like a like an unscripted musical audiobook because apparently that's what I want to make. Thank you for listening to this. Um, if you have any feedback, if you're interested in song therapy, music lessons, coaching, or you want to join the Buddy Brigade Discord, 503-389-0476. It's also in the description of this podcast. I hope you have a badass day. And I love you. <laughs>